Hey everyone, welcome to Steadfast Care Planning, where we plan for care to live well. I'm your guide, Kelly Augsperger. Today with me is Kathy Sikorsky. Kathy is an elder law attorney, speaker, author, and family caregiver. Welcome, Kathy. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so happy to spend time with you, Kelly. Likewise. Can't wait to get in some really, really good stuff today. We're going to be talking about family caregiving and legal documents. And Kathy is really an expert in this field. And so she's going to provide us, I think, a lot of really um, helpful tips. So let's just let's just jump right in, Kathy. Okay, so first, I know you've been an informal caregiver to multiple family members for many years. So what have been your biggest struggles as a caregiver? And then what have you done that you think has positively helped you as a caregiver in a person? So I, I love, I'm not, I'm going to not lie to your audience. You asked me this question before today, which gave me a chance to think about it. And I was really happy yeah. about that because I, I took some time and I figured out that caregiving, family caregiving, and I love that you say informal caregiver. It's a, it's a nice mm-hmm. way. Of saying that we're doing this for our families because it's for our friends and lots of other people. Right. Um, but there's two ways that this sort of balances out. And one is the practical side. This often comes at people before they're ready, before they know what to do, before they're prepared, it comes in a crisis. And all of a sudden they are hit with so many things they don't know how to handle. Do they have the Mm -hmm. right paperwork? Who do they call? What are the resources available to them? How much is it going to cost? How do I talk to the insurance company, the doctor, the therapist? There's so much on the practical side that is just heaved at you almost instantaneously. And so, of mm-hmm. course, the more you can prepare for that, especially if you know it's coming, especially if you right. have a family member that is either elderly or has early onset something, right? Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. see that I'm going to need a lot of help. And so what helps you the most, of course, is looking for resources, which is exactly what you and I are doing today. Things yeah. like this will help you so much in the long run if you listen to it before you actually think you need it. Because what you're going to find out by the end of this is that you already actually need it. And you can do some things that will help you. The other side of it is the personal side, is the family caregiver, sure. The person that you're taking care of, thinking about what their needs are, thinking about who they are as a person. But honestly, what is probably more paramount and that I've learned after being a caregiver for eight different family members and friends over the last 30 Mm -hmm. years is I needed to pay attention to what I needed so that I could be a better person in this hard caregiving life, right? Because the more I paid attention to my own needs, just generally, the better Mm -hmm. I was able to be less frustrated, less angry, less demanding, Mm -hmm. and more calm about getting what my person needed and then getting what I needed, right? Kathy, and I'm assuming you're talking about those needs, those physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, really all your needs, right? We're not just talking about maybe physical needs, but really as a person, what do you need to really thrive and not just survive? Exactly. And stop ignoring yeah. that because the first, I mean, if yeah. family caregivers are anything, they're givers. Yes, That's what they are. For sure. And you right. have to learn to be a self taker. There's nothing mm-hmm. selfish about self care, mm-hmm. nothing, not one thing. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. If we want to successfully, I think, be able to provide care for our loved ones, friends, then you have to take care of yourself too, or else you're not going to be able to do that in the long term, right? And people often say that caregivers hate hearing that. Well, what does that mean? I don't have time for that, Mm -hmm. whatever. And it means a lot of things for everyone, right? But Mm -hmm. ignoring it and pretending that that's not a part of this crisis only makes it a deeper crisis because what happens is literally... 25% of caregivers die before the person that they're caring for. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, But, but sometimes we have to, and you know this because of what your work is as well, Kelly, that sometimes you have to bring the cold reality to the forefront just so you are more willing as a person to, to do the things you need to do to make it easier for everyone, including the person that you love and are caring for. Right. Right. So, So those are the things, the practical side, Let's help you with that, which is what we're about next, right? The practical things, some of the things that you need. And then the personal side, whatever that may be for you, time, Mm -hmm. money. We're even going to talk about money because you know I am such an advocate of caregivers getting paid. Family Mm -hmm. caregivers should get paid. We've got to stop this nonsense. And quite frankly, you know it's women who aren't getting paid. Absolutely. Because women, we generally are the caregivers for our loved ones. You know, it's just by default. I think how our society has really grown over the years is by default, we are the caregivers. And so what does that mean? We're taking away time from our jobs, from our careers to care for our loved ones. And what does that do to us financially? And I'm sure you probably have, you know, stats on this, Kathy, but it's really a dramatic um, change in the financial future for women. If we're not able to contribute to retirement, you know, what does that do to our social security and our 401ks? It's, it's not good. All those things. Absolutely. And here's the thing. It's a, it's a vicious cycle because we're caring for our mothers and grandmothers because they don't have any money Yeah. because they did the same thing. Right. Yeah. And so we've got to stop this cycle and there are ways to stop it. And there are things in place already to, to do and, and to use. And it actually weirdly gets, is getting better with time, but you've got to know the tricks and the tips. You got to know it because you can get paid in lots of different ways. Yeah. So let's jump to that, Kathy. What types of programs are available for family caregivers to be paid? Okay. So the very first thing is if you are taking care of someone who has assets, if your mother or mother-in-law, you know, or grandmother has assets. So in other words, they would pay a stranger to come in and care for them. There is no reason they can't pay you. Right. And so Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. should go to an attorney, an elder law attorney who knows how this works uh, and have them set up a family caregiver agreement which is quite legitimate okay. and really important for a couple reasons. Number one is creeping out in the background is this thing called the five-year look back, that if somebody gives yeah. money away the and you ask for them to help pay for nursing home cares, them meaning the government, use government services, Medicaid mm-hmm. to pay, they're going to say, where did all your money go the last five years? And if they saw that you were giving money to a loved one, they're going to think it was a gift and not payment. So you have to have it legitimized by a contract. Perfectly fine. You can do that and you should do that. And then I say, I go a step further and say 1099 yourself, pay into Mm -hmm. social security, make this a, you know, make this an actual payment thing. You should do that for lots of reasons. And if you don't even need the money desperately, 
put it into your own retirement fund. Make yes. it your retirement account. Because I assure right. you, you're not putting any money into retirement while you're taking care of, of grandma, right? Right, right. So, so do that yeah. if you have, if you can. So that's one way. The other way is there are actually agencies. One is called Adaly, A-I-D-A-L-Y, which works okay. with government benefits to help pay family members who qualify. Now, qualify just means you can't be a spouse and get paid. You just can't. Um, but you okay. can be a granddaughter, a cousin, a sister, a friend, doesn't matter, anybody okay. else. And if your person doesn't have assets, you know, that they qualify to have a paid person, then mm -hmm. they will work with, you know, getting you whatever the going rate is. I think it's something like, you know, 20 to $25 per hour, right? And so, okay. and they'll okay. process it. Like you're just an employee, you're an employee and you're getting wow. social okay. security and you're getting, if they have benefits, you know, if you can work that in fine. And there's several mm -hmm. agencies like that. Every state has different ones. And then the okay. third thing is Medicaid actually does allow for family members to be paid. And that's a process that you have to work through with Medicaid and an elder lawyer can assist you with that as well. And that's for people, mm -hmm. again, who don't have assets. Medicaid is a government program, not Medicare, which is a big confusion, right. as you know, right? right? Medicare does not pay for nursing home care. Medicare mm -hmm. does not pay for people to come in your house and help you generally care for yourself. Right. Right. But Medicaid right. extended care yeah. does have benefits and Medicaid will pay some family members under certain circumstances. And it's getting better over time. And okay. some of the legislation is moving more and more and more in this direction because we figured out that paying people to care for people at home is cheaper than paying for people mm. in a nursing home, even from a government right. benefits point of view. Right. So they're going to save money in the long run. Correct. So there you go. So there's lots of ways. Speak to an elder attorney, um, but yeah. get paid. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Contribute to retirement. Yeah. Look out for your financial future. One thing I'd like to add to with long-term care insurance contracts. Oh, yeah. Please. You know, ask your loved ones. Ask your loved ones. Do you have a policy? If they do, look in that policy to see if they can be paid out in cash benefits. You know, is it reimbursement? Is it cash indemnity? Are you able to pay informal caregivers you know, for your loved one to provide care for you. So if you are, take advantage of it, use it. Your loved one has paid into this policy for probably many years. And if you can get paid that way, do it. Those are tax-free benefits. It's so often overlooked, right? And yeah. not only yeah. that, it's overlooked and people find out their loved one passed away and they didn't even know they had this insurance policy. Mm. So I would add yeah. to that, tragic. whether they say they have it or not, look through their papers. You've, you've got to yes. do that. Look through their papers right. because often people have it and they don't even know it, especially if they're right. a working person and still are kind of, you know what I mean? In the sense that yeah. they're on disability or whatever. My brother-in-law, who was one of my caregivers, he had multiple sclerosis. Um, we found mm -hmm. out very late in the game. He was way, he was out of work for years when we found out he had this long-term care policy that oh we didn't know he had. But thank God we were right. able to use it. Yes, yes. So Yeah, and if you yourself have a policy, make sure you let your loved ones know. <laughs> You know, make sure they know where it is, how to access it, you know, so that they're aware of what to do in the event something yes. happens. Yes, put it on the list of things, which leads us to That's our legal right. documents, right? That's right. Yes. And now for a brief message from our show's sponsor. The Steadfast Care Planning Podcast is sponsored by Steadfast Insurance, an independent insurance agency in Westerville, Ohio, that provides home, auto, business, life, disability, and long-term care insurance solutions. Visit steadfastagents.com to learn more. 
Tell us what kind of legal documents, Kathy, are important for families and caregivers. There is no one in this country, 18 years of age or older, who should be walking around without a power of attorney. Mm. When my kids went to college, I made them sign a power of attorney because I didn't want the college to tell me they wouldn't talk to me about their financial issues at 18 Mm. because they were Mm -hmm. an adult or they wouldn't talk to me about their medical issues if they were in a hospital three hours away from where we lived, right? Those obviously didn't have to be complex powers of attorney, but I still Mm -hmm. wanted the capability of dealing with an adult's issues, which my children at 18 were considered adults. And so a power of attorney is that important. Often I will do talks to groups and they'll say, oh, this is about my mom or my dad or my grandmother, or, you know, my sick loved one. And they don't even understand that this is about you. This is about mm-hmm. you because nobody gets right. a guarantee. You can walk out the front door now, get hit by a bus and you can be 37 years old and somebody needs to take care of your affairs. And if you have right. a durable financial power of attorney and that word durable just means it endures if you are incapacitated, which is exactly okay. the point. And a healthcare power of attorney or proxy, and they're separate. They're not the same thing. One is for Mm -hmm. your money. One is for your health, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody, Mm -hmm. and it can be the same person who's making those decisions, but it doesn't have to be. You can have different people in charge of different things. But those Mm -hmm. documents are critical, critical, critical to taking care of someone. It gives you the authority to do what you need to do. And here's the most important thing I tell everyone. Three things should be in that document. And often they are not. Some states don't require it. My state does. We are very snarky in Pennsylvania about what we require. (laughs) We are strict. But, you know, more. More is more in this case. Because if you have it, it gives you more power and it doesn't give you less power. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. Can't hurt. Yeah. The first one is unlimited gifting. I want you to go home. If you have this document or if you don't, I want you to call your attorney and ask about it. You have to have those words, unlimited gifting power, especially between Mm -hmm. spouses. So that if your spouse has a $2 million IRA and you've been caregiving for his mom and your children and your parents, and you don't have an Mm -hmm. any IRA, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You need access to his money if he has a stroke tomorrow and he can no longer. And the only way you have access, not because you're a spouse, nobody Mm -hmm. cares, is if you have a financial power of attorney with gifting power. You have to be able to literally gift money to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, and a lot of people don't, Kelly, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs are owned by one person and one person only. They are never, ever joint, ever. Right. So nobody cares if you're a spouse. You have no access to that mm-hmm. money. So literally your your husband can be sitting in a nursing home with two million dollars and you can have no money. You can be destitute. Right. You because can't you have access. no access. Yeah. And the only thing that will give you access is a power of attorney because the next thing is going through the court and getting a guardianship so you can take care of him, but they're not going to let you have his money. That's Mm. his money. And he didn't let you have it. I hate to use that, let you have it. Unless you have that document. Unless you have that document, right? Yes. That document gives you authority. And it's true for everyone. It's true for him having access to your, you know, your financial power of attorney. It's true for all partners. It's true for if you don't have a partner, but you want someone in charge and you want them to make important decisions about your legacy, you know, Mm -hmm. about whatever you want. You've got to have that document. And then you've got to check all your beneficiaries. Check, 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 Mm. check, 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 check. Yeah. But inside that power of attorney, you can have language that says, 
my person, because I trust them completely and it has to be that person, can change my beneficiaries Mm -hmm. if I forgot Mm -hmm. to or if that person died or if I don't like them anymore, right? (laughs) Yeah. Which happens a lot. Reality. Like it was my first wife and I forgot to take her off that document. Um, Yeah. So so that's a power to be able to change beneficiaries, which is pretty good because I'm sure you've seen in your lifetime people who forgot to change beneficiaries or didn't put any on there and caused terrible, horrible, no good, very bad things. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yes. Really important. And the third thing is you have to have an alternate. You have. So my husband and I are each other's power of attorney and we travel together all the time. And God forbid we have an accident and we're both in the hospital and say it's six weeks. Right. And neither of us is able to handle our affairs. We certainly can't handle each other's affairs either. So we've got Mm -hmm. another person. You know, we've got our kids mm-hmm. on there to just pick up the pace in case you need help. Just in case. Right? Just in case. Right. So those right. are the three important things in a financial power of attorney. Also in a healthcare okay. power of attorney, have an alternate and also have mm-hmm. one. Somebody has to make healthcare decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one's harder. It's a dubious What about honor. living will? Yeah. Living will. What about living will and wills? Yeah. Living wills get Who confused. needs one? Who doesn't need one? You're going to probably think this is a surprise, but... Wills are the things I worry about the least, unless you have a per- mm. unless you're a person with very significant assets and you have a very complex plan, or you're in a blended family. You know, there's complexities around what happens if you die, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Here's the thing you need to understand: powers of attorney are for live people, wills are for dead people. Right. If you die, your power of attorney dies with you. Nobody has any authority over what happens now that you're mm-hmm. dead. But if you're alive and sick, don't tell me you have an executor because it doesn't matter. An executor is only for dead people, right? Mm -hmm. So people say, oh, Mm -hmm. my mom's executor. I can take care of all her affairs. Not if she's living. You need a power of attorney. So lots of people have wills. More people have wills than have powers of attorney. And that's great. Wills are great things. You know, check them. Make sure they're not old. Make sure you didn't shove it in the underwear drawer 30 years ago and forget about it. it. Update your will. Pay attention to what they are. So that a will takes care of whatever you want to have done when you die. A living will is a really weird kind of in-between thing. It's not a healthcare Mm -hmm. power of attorney and it's not a will. It's a document that says, if I am in a permanent vegetative state, I am not Mm -hmm. waking up. What do I Mm -hmm. want done? And a lot of times it'll have checkboxes like, do I want um, palliative care? Just take care of me to feel better. Do I want chemo? Do I want uh, uh, to be intubated? Do I want you to do everything you possibly can to see if you can, you know, wake me up? It's really in the vernacular, pull the plug or don't pull the plug document. That's what it is. And it's great to have. And hospitals will always ask you, do you have a living will? Um, Right. But this, this is why I like it. it has nothing to do with that. I like it because mm-hmm. my mom has eight children. Seven of them are mm-hmm. married. All those people have kids. Those kids, some have kids. We have 56 people who will come into the room oh my of my 94-year-old mom if she's on a ventilator or not. You know, she's in a permanent vegetative right. state. And they're going to have 56 opinions about what we should do, right? Yes, yes. I have a piece of paper that my mom signed that says, oh, this is what you're doing. This is what I decided and this is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it takes me off the hook. I'm not deciding this. In fact, it might even be not what I would want, but that's what she wants and that's what we're doing. That's why I like that living will because it takes the decider off the hook. The decider is the person laying in the bed. They already decided. Right. So that's a great document for that very reason, especially if you know you're going to have 56 people in the room telling you 56 different things. Oh my goodness. 
right? Yes, yes, because it it reduce. I'm sure reduces tension amongst the family members. Because I'm sorry, you could you could think this. I think this, but this is what mom has decided, and we have to honor those wishes. I agree with you, but mom doesn't yeah. agree with us, so we're doing right. what mom wants to do. That's right. Because she, that's right. We will respect her decision. Yeah, yeah it's hard. Absolutely. These are hard things. These are all hard things, and this is why nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to do it. Mm-hmm. But let me just say, and you know this even with what you do, right? Yeah. It's a hard conversation while you're in it. Once you're done, what a sense of relief. Oh my goodness. We did it. Peace. It's so yes, good. Thank, yes. So thankful that it's, that it's over. And then, you know what? Yes. Revisit update as, as you get older and Kelly your kids will call grow me again and become in adults. three years, you know, she'll, <laughs> she'll check in every year. And then in three years, she'll say, are you sure this is still what you want to do? And I'll be like, okay, right. we should probably talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. then things are happening outside of you meaning the collective you that have a lot to do with you, but you don't know about it. Like the secure act craziness, right? Right. Like what's going on behind the scenes that you have no idea about your money and how they're talking about like, for example, it used to be, if you had an IRA, your spouse could inherit it. Right. And then they would Mm -hmm, stretch it mm -hmm. out over their lifetime. And then their kid, your kids could inherit and they would stretch it out over their lifetime. And then their kids could inherit it. And it would, I mean, this would go on forever. Right. For a long time. Yeah. Now we know, we know, but our clients don't necessarily know that's not the case. So if your client is single and expects his or her children to inherit this, that's going to be a huge tax hit for them because they have to take it all out in 10 years. So maybe you want to give them the beach house and use all the money to pay for their care. In addition to their long-term care policy, use the rest of the money Mm -hmm. in that IRA. Let them pay the tax, right? Right. It's a whole different conversation that we have to have now. So things do change even outside of us, even outside of our family dynamics. That's right. That's why it's so important to work with a qualified elder law attorney, tax professional, financial advisor, insurance specialist, all these people that really specialize, you know, in their niches to be able to come up with a comprehensive plan that's really going to best protect you and your family. And for my money, Kelly, people like us should be working together with our clients. Yes, absolutely. This is the thing that, yes, you deserve a team. As a client, you deserve a team and you deserve a good team and you deserve a team that can talk to each other. And we have the beauty of what you Mm -hmm. and I are doing right now, which is being in a Mm -hmm. room together without being in a room together. There's no reason we all can't get on the computer together and talk about Mm -hmm. these two or three things that are going to affect my finances, my insurance, my health, right? And come Mm -hmm. up with a plan that everybody agrees is what I want as the client. Yeah. Right. Let's do that. And I think, I think that's a great PSA for people listening is if you currently don't have that situation, get your team together, you know, start searching for these people. If you don't have these documents done, you want to find a qualified attorney for that. Right. You want to talk to your financial planner. You want to talk to your insurance specialist and then get them together. Yes. Ask them to meet each other. Ask them, how can we best help, you know, help, help you help yes. yourself and your family so that everybody is in agreement and understands what the plan is. Yes. And you, yeah. you have to be the driver of that. I'm going to tell you that as right. the client, you have to drive that. Yeah. But, but if you are very adamant that this is what you want, this is, you know, you want your team working together, then your, your team will be on board with you or they shouldn't be on your team. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kathy, any final advice on how people can plan for care to live well? You know, it's twofold, right? 
it's going to hit you as a crisis, probably, whether you like it or not. I mean, but people get old, people get sick. Uh, So Mm -hmm. obviously my advice is get your documents now. Talk Mm -hmm. to people like you about long-term care insurance. Do it now, right? While you're healthy. Healthy and younger. While you can get a great, yeah, and younger, you can get a great policy. You can make some good decisions about that. There's, Mm -hmm. you can do all those things we talked about now, right? Yep. And then if the crisis hits and you're dealing with all that other stuff, you already have so much in place that Mm -hmm. that stuff doesn't have to be at the forefront. It doesn't have to be, oh, do I need a power of attorney? Can mom sign it? Is she competent? I don't know. What do I do? Like it's done already. It's just, all right, I'm going to talk to the hospital, the doctor, get a plan medically. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, we're going to look for a facility together. You know, Um, I'm going to get paid. I have to take six months off of my job and I'm going to do that Mm -hmm. because I'm going to get paid and Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel good about being with my mom during this period of time. How cool is that? Yes. Plan now to really reduce those consequences later and to live well. Yes. And that's what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So don't wait. Don't hesitate. Just do it. (laughs) There's a reason they say just do it. (laughs) I know. Nike is very clever. (laughs) Yes. Well, Kathy, where can people find more information about you and your services? Okay, so Kathy.Sikorsky, Kathy.Sikorsky mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can email me. My, my life's an open book for you, and you can email me with any questions. I do have a website, but it is under construction, so you might be freaked out okay. a little bit if you go to kathysikorski.com <laughs> and it says, here's some good blogs, and the rest of it's under construction, but it should be sure. done at, by the end of January. So kathysikorski.com, okay. and Amazon has my books, which um, two of them would mm-hmm. be most helpful to, to your clients, yes. which is uh, Who Moved My Teeth, uh, which is a mm-hmm. play on Who Moved My Cheese. <laughs> Uh, which was an old business book back in the 80s and 90s about how to, you know, get all this done. The first half is about the legal stuff. The second half is about the practical stuff. I mean, one is actually 60 ways to entertain yourself and your loved one when you think you're bored. How great is that? Yeah. Um, Right. And then, and then 12, the most recent one, which I, I have here down at my daughter's house, my three-year-old says, read this book to me, Nona. (laughs) Oh, so, I, it's so you of, read the book. I do because it's got a lot of stories I in it, it. So it's an easy way to do it. It's 12 it. conversations and each chapter is a conversation with your team, a chapter on your financial advisor, a chapter on your, on with your lawyer, a chapter with your insurance advisor, a chapter with your mm-hmm. mom, your dad, your siblings, like each chapter tells you how to have these conversations and move forward yeah. to get this stuff done before before you have to get it done. Right. Oh, so, so awesome, Kathy. Thank you so much. And I, I just want to tell everybody, if you don't currently know Kathy, you got to follow her on LinkedIn, go to oh, her yeah, website. LinkedIn. Come to yes, LinkedIn. Yes, yes. F- find her on LinkedIn, but not only do you provide a lot of value and information, Kathy, but you have so much humor and I love it. It's just so relatable and it makes this topic, which is heavy, less heavy and yeah, more palatable. It, yeah, there's and a lot just, of fun. you know what? Yeah. Yeah. We, we but put we, the we, fun can, we can still have fun through it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Totally. Yes. Kelly, well, Kathy, and, and thank and you I so just much. I want to say, I know, I know you're signing off, but I want to say, if you are not really, uh, you know, aligned with Kelly, you have got to get aligned with her. She brings so much mm-hmm. to the table to help you as not only uh, from a, a long-term care perspective, but just as a person who might be in this caregiving world, who might just have insurance questions about what's going on. Kelly is just a force to be reckoned with, and she will bring you oh. so much joy and so much information in a joyful way. Really a- attach yourself to oh, Kelly. Kathy. It's totally worth every minute of your time. I mean, oh that. my goodness. I'm so glad I Thank found you. you. I'm so humble. Thank you. I 
really appreciate you and your time. Always, always really great to spend some time and um, time with you, Kathy. Thank you. you. Too, Have a great day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Steadfast Care Planning with Kelly Augsburger. For more information about today's guest, please check out our show notes. And for additional information about Kelly, you can look her up on LinkedIn or find us online at www.steadfastagents.com. This show was made possible by Certification for Long-Term Care, Primary Residential Mortgage, and DWA Tax Consultants. Please join us next time for more helpful guidance and thanks for listening.